The Infinity Stones create what you experience as the flow of time. Remove one of the stones, and that flow splits. Can your science prevent all that? Hey guys, it is Tristan with Nerdette's Newsstand, and I want to talk about the first episode of Loki. Premiered on Disney Plus yesterday, so I'm running a little late to this one, but I still want to talk about it. But like with these shows, there's a lot to go through and there's a lot to unpack. So I definitely will be streaming and talking about this in detail on Saturday or Sunday. Keep an eye on my community post. I'll let you know for sure what day. And as always, if you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe, hit like, Leave me a comment. Let me know your honest thoughts on Loki because I'm going to give you mine. Now, I'm not really going to bury the lead. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I like the idea of going into the multiverse more, but it also brings up some areas that are gray when it comes to multiversal characters. So as of right now, I'm only going to speak to what we've seen. And clearly, we've seen a lot in this episode. Now, it was an establishing episode, but with six episodes only, they're going to have to really ramp it up for at least probably four of those, right? The next four, and then maybe the last one kind of bring it all together. Well, we're going to get Lady Loki. It's very clear by the end, we are going to get a look at Lady Loki. I'm really excited to see Lady Loki. I've always really enjoyed her character, and I think she'll be a great addition to the Loki mythos because, like anything else, Loki is an agent of change. And what's he doing right now? He's changing everything. And, and let's not, let's just take a moment. As a, as a community to him, thank Tom Hiddleston for just being Tom Hiddleston. I mean, a good boy in certain situations and a bad boy in others. Come on. I love him. He's a great actor and I'm trying to get a bunch of bitches to kneel. You know, you know, he's just not so bad to look at. So let's talk about the new concepts. Let's talk about what I liked. Talk about what didn't work and get into all that fun stuff. So we have the introduction of the Time Variance Authority, who in themselves seem very suspect. They want um, to regulate the flow of the sacred timeline. Now, I do think they see this very similar to how, using DC Comics, Dr. Manhattan sees time. You look forward, you look backwards, it's all the same. It's all predetermined. That's what I dislike. Now, do I think that is probably going to pay off? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there, it's clear that this is a bureaucratic organization trying to control something that is uncontrollable. And I do think that they are full of lies. You can see in certain shots how much propaganda they put out in their own organization to make you believe they are the only way. And it even says at one point, and I'm hoping I can get a screenshot about this is the uh, propaganda department, right? So that's, I like them, but they have these cannons. And in the comics, they were called ret cannons. <laughs> get it? Like retcons. They would use them really to 
um, take a look at, you know, the 616 Earth and get rid of things they didn't want. And it worked well, but they don't just get rid of things. I seen when I posted in the community post about the show, people talking about some of the humor was bad. One character within the show didn't know what a fish was. Well, of course he doesn't. These rat cannons can not only reset you, they can get rid of you. They can erase your memory. And I believe that Kang, and I think all of us probably at this point, believe that Kang is behind it all. And there's a lot of reasonings, but I do think they're using these ret cannons to erase people that they've encountered and put them to work, such as the fish man, right? So we also get a good look at Judge uh, Runslayer, right? Runslayer is a girlfriend of Kang, Kind of, sort of, maybe. <laughs> um, I do believe she's probably in her position of power to simply uh, help Kang, right? And, it, it, and even behind her, it looks clearly like we are looking at Kang the Conqueror. All right. So Judge Runslayer is in her point. Now, another point that was brought up in the community was how it, during that point where uh, Owen Wilson, who plays Mobius, um, Mobius talks to her. I noticed one way they are using with his characterization is that he starts with a dig on somebody and then adds a compliment, right? Like a compliment sandwich. You tell something you like about somebody, you knock them down a peg, and then you tell something you like. And we see him use that a lot with Loki. And I like his very dry, crass kind of humor. I like Owen Wilson and his brother, who's on Stargirl. Anyway, I think they're decent actors, but I like him in this position because you have a very charismatic, openly, like, relatively flamboyant uh, Loki. And then you have a very <laughs> dull, dry humor Mobius. So I think it's a good, like, dynamic duo there. So we see them come together, right? After a bit of exposition. And I did, I, I will say that Miss Minutes was part of the propaganda machine. Now, Miss Minutes was voiced by Tara Strong and I absolutely loved her and she blew it out of the park again this time. I think she did awesome. Also, this was all propaganda. Everything they explained to you was there, uh, propagating what they want you to think. I think they have the biggest control. Now, we saw in previous iterations talking about Endgame and even going back further than that when it comes to they were trying to collect the stones, right? Now we see these them in a drawer and they don't seem to matter. Of course they don't because we saw the Ancient One explain specifically to Bruce Banner in both Endgame and a deleted scene that wasn't used that when the soul stones get taken off, they, they create a new time variant. The time variant police go in. They get the people that get the time, that get, you know, in trouble and have, have steered off the main time frame. And they take them out and take the power away from that stone, reset the timeline. And the original stone is where it belongs. So yeah, them working as paperweights absolutely makes sense because they have no power anymore whatsoever. 
like I said, this was, it set up a lot of the Nexus stuff. It set up probably some upcoming war. There was talk of a nightmare department, which is really cool. And I think all of this is going to lead into the multiverse of madness. I don't think we're going to get Mephisto because when I first saw, and they actually flash back, I believe it is 1859. I was like, oh my God, she pointed to the devil guy. Oh my God, Mephisto. No, I think it was just the horns. But these variant Lokis are all over, right? And our Loki from 2012 is going to have to help Mobius to take them all out. And I think who else to get to take out a Loki, then <laughs> the Loki himself is probably the smartest plan they could have come up with. Do I trust the TVA or Loki? No, that would be silly. I think by the end, we'll see that the TVA is um, a pretty fascist organization controlling every aspect of how we live is pretty messed up. It's saying that we have no free will. So I think by the end, that will probably change. The multiverse will be in a chaotic order and we'll see maybe some talk of a Scarlet Witch, maybe, in the Darkhold. We'll see maybe some talk of a Nightmare, maybe, talking to more of where are Scarlet Witch's kids and it could all come together. But I think it's important to differentiate. I have seen three different Disney Plus shows now and watch them to their completion. Each show is almost its own different realm. The first one, WandaVision, was just escapist fantasy fun. And I love that. It was um, almost family-friendly. It, it was family-friendly. It had adorable little babies. I'm a sucker for a cute face. And it just had a little bit of a continuation in character building on those characters. That's it. It was fun. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it had the social commentary side on it. And it made it really interesting for debate on my channel or talking about the different aspects or looking into policy. It made it very fun. Now, this is going to, I think, at least from what I'm kind of feeling out so far, is going to look a little bit more different on the historical side of things, right? So I think we're going to see quite a bit of different versions of Loki. We've already seen a D.B. Cooper Loki. I love that explanation. I always thought when learning about D.B. Cooper, it was so weird they never found his body, just some money, right? And it explains it so well. We're going to see Lady Loki. It's likely if they're using the... um character arcs that I think they are, one of which was Agent of Asgard and the other one was Vote Loki. I think they are going to introduce Old Man Loki. And it's likely, maybe, if you look through the propaganda, there's going to be, my guess, is five. Because in that little um, Miss Minutes video, take a chance to watch it if you can, it looks like there's five variant versions of everyone. The main or the, the one they show most often is wearing a tom hat, top hat. So maybe we'll get like um, an evil Loki or magic. You know, there's so many different versions we could take a look throughout history. And one thing they do add about the Loki that we will meet next time, which clearly has a smaller stature. It's going to be our female Loki. But this version, they said, was, I believe it was the third, early third millennia, 
right? That's now. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that maybe we'll see her after the show. Maybe not. I don't know. So there's a lot to talk about. I just wanted to get the basis of it right now. It's absolutely a recommend and, you know, kind of judge on your own. I will say I wish they would have done like WandaVision where they released the first couple episodes because it was very heavy on exposition. But for myself and my weird OCD, I almost like that more because I get to go through like I found Schrodinger's equation. In one part in the end credit scene, we're going to talk about all that, all that on my live streams, but I went through and I was able to find little teeny, you know, things to the comics or nods to science. It, it I love it. I really like that about um, Marvel is they really do a good job. And there's even like, you know, if you look in the background, you can see the posters that are, you know, almost dystopian propaganda. And, um, they're, you know, it makes you feel like within this orange seventies hell, you are a very teeny part of a smaller or of a larger prison, which another way is, you know, why I think these people are not good. I don't think that there is anything good going to come out of this TVA and little things like uh, a <laughs> cola. I love it. This is the kind of thing I love to look into because I love the teeny tiny micro pieces that I can pick out and find. It's fun, right? So we're going to do that. Make sure you guys hit the notification bell so we can do it live on Saturday or Sunday. And I will see you then. Oh, no. I'll, aim. I'll have another video. I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I will see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.